the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I have a uh, very important subject and an important uh, thinker on the subject on the line here. That is the issue of the Hispanics in America, so-called Hispanics. There's a made-up word, but anyway, I don't know what else to use. And uh, the the issue of how they vote, why they uh, vote the way they do. It is titled, the book is titled, A Race for the Future, How Conservatives Can Break the Liberal Monopoly on Hispanic Americans, written by Mike Gonzalez, who's a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation and served for years in the George W. Bush administration. Mr. Gonzalez, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Dennis, uh, first call me Mike. Second, uh, you know, it's a complete pleasure to be on your show. I uh, I love your show. Unfortunately, you're not on during my commute in Washington and Maryland. So uh, when I when I have to go out to lunch or something and I drive around, I love listening to you. It's not just you don't just give politics; you give uh, good advice to people, and and you're 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 right about everything, including the pipe and the single malt. So first of all, I want to thank you for what you do. <laughs> oh well, that was great. I I didn't know you knew me from Adam. I'm very touched. Thank you, sir. Uh, do you smoke a pipe, by the way? I, uh, you know, I smoke a pipe now and then. I have a uh, have a couple. Uh, I'm a proud owner of a of a pipe that uh, belonged to Ed Fulmer, the former president mm-hmm. of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, I smoke uh, one one cigar a week. Uh, I'm Cuban American, and I, I want to commune with my uh, my my the spirits of my ancestors. That's really funny. I commune with the spirits of your ancestors too. <laughs> How do you like that? And they, and they're Jews from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for having me on the show. It is a real pleasure. All right. I got you have no idea how many questions I want to ask you because this subject is very dear to me. I wrote an open letter to Hispanics uh years ago as my column and and uh, I have a lot a lot of thoughts on this. So let me get yours obviously. That's the reason you're on. So number 1, uh let's go in the in the obvious order of probable significance. First, how many Hispanic Americans are there? You know, it's estimated to be about 53 million. Uh, again, an estimate is about maybe seven or eight million or six million. Who knows? So is that the Are largest? Illegal? Is that what? Say that seven or eight million? Are illegal? Yeah. Of the 11 million, I think the estimate is anywhere between eight and, and, and seven of them are, are Hispanic, uh, mostly Mexican and, and Central American. Right. Uh, so we're talking about maybe. 45, 46, 47 uh, million legal Hispanics. So after uh, the after the white American of European background, is this the largest group in the United States? Mexican Americans by themselves will soon be the largest ethnic group. I think rivaling Germans, uh, Scots Irish, Irish uh, Mexican Americans by themselves. Did you hear the president of Mexico say just uh, last week in California? Uh, that uh, you know how uh, what a delight it is to uh, be in part of Mexico. Uh, he he said what? Yes, uh, what I, did he I say? got I got yes. 
yeah, uh, it is a delight to be here, and I, th- I, 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 it's very important to me, accuracy. I will get it for you over the break, but I believe he said, because I cited it on the air, in front of Jerry Brown, uh, in, in, uh, uh, to be in this part of Mexico. Not, not, not that he's taking it over. He didn't mean it to be flip, uh, flippant, but it's just that he understands that, you know, California, so many Mexicans, it's like being part of Mexico. Well, uh, if he said that, uh, that is unfortunate. That is, uh, that is part of the past. Uh, California, obviously, <laughs> it needs repeating is, is part of the union. Uh, uh, the, uh, in fact, uh, in my, my book, I devote a chapter to comparing uh, the, 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 the experiences of, of Mexican-Americans, of Hispanics in California to those in Texas. And I, th- I find that across many cultural indicators, it is better to be a Hispanic in Texas than it is in California. Yeah, yeah, that, I believe that. Here is my challenge. Uh, conservatives have been saying something that I think has been uh, wishful thinking. You know, uh, they're really uh, they're really ripe fruit. The Hispanic voters they're they're anti-abortion, they're pro-family, they're religious. They've got all our values, and all we have to do is let them know that we carry that message, and they'll vote Republican. My answer to that is that uh, number one and most important, they bring South American or Central American, political values with them, which are entirely consonant with the Democratic Party, not the Republican Party. So what do you say? Well, uh, first let me tell you that I, uh, I think uh, the, the, the studies I've looked at say that they come in with uh, immigrants, Hispanic immigrants come in with strong families, kids who are alert, uh, high religiosity, High level of religiosity, especially Mexican Americans, and uh, and and in a patriotism, you know, they 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 they, are, they participate in our military a lot. Now, one thing, I have a long essay coming out on this, uh, Dennis. You have to look at each immigrant group in its context, right? You have to look at the Scots Irish in the context of the America's first westward expansion in the 1700s. Uh, the, the, the native Catholic Irish, uh, the, the teeming saloon politics of uh, northeast cities in the, in, in the 1900s, uh, and then uh, sorry, in the 19th century, and you have to look at uh, at Hispanic. The bulk, the demographic bulk, really has come in since 65, right? Now, what has happened? Now, there were many people here before, but the, the huge wave has come in since 65 and since the mid 60s. And that coincided with huge cultural shifts and revolutions that we had here in our country. We had the war on poverty, we had the sexual revolution, we had uh, uh, the uh, which 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 has been called the, the unmarriage revolution. I know you you talk a lot about this. And uh, in, 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 in we had and in, in the rise of multiculturalism. Uh, these immigrants, when and they have assimilated, they have assimilating to the the values of an evolving country. And what we have all too often is, uh, especially, and I go into this in my book, A Race for the Future, is because of the creation of minority groups and a minority versus majority discourse in the 70s, under the Nixon administration, by the way, Dennis. A lot of this stuff happened under Nixon. I know. I know. I never considered him a conservative, but right. go on. Uh, but, yeah. but I'm saying this is a Republican progressive thing, not a Democrat. That, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't need to tell you that. Um, so so what you have then is they, they imbibe this. And they may in, in, in what one thing that affirmative action does that is that is very pernicious is that it makes success 
contingent upon government action. Yes. Uh, it makes – so – and that's, so, that's the first time. That's a, a break with three centuries of collective uh, practice and in, 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 in memory of us as an immigrant country. Yes, that's a break with us. But in, in the places that they come from, the idea of the big government taking care of you is exactly what they bring with them. Well, so they're, yeah, they're... yes and no. I mean, yes, you're right. That and, and But that is an argument in our favor, in the favor of conservatives, and say you're here for a reason because big government has failed in Venezuela. Ah, bravo. That's ex- has yes. failed in Mexico. Why, that's, why would you want to recreate right. what you fled from? But what I've, what I've, one thing, Dennis, though, is that we have America has been able to do this consistently. For example, the the the, the Jewish immigrants who came in from the shuttles, as you well know, they didn't all bring in you know the values of the founding fathers. The Italian Americans from Sicily that came in, they didn't all bring in the values of the founding fathers. Right, we assimilated them into our values, we, and we used the schoolhouse. Uh, uh, yes, but as we're the not boundary for that. But not, but not anymore. Right? Why did we stop doing that? Uh. Because the left took over, <laughs> but we can't. We don't have to accept. Dennis, we don't. As conservatives, and I'm talking to both parties here, we don't have to accept this this settlement. I agree. So what? So what? In a nutshell, is your recommendation? Well, one thing we need to do: we need to be positive. We need to approach. Uh, I think conservatives need to, if you pardon the expression, get off their duffs. And speak to Hispanics with a, a, a language of opportunity of the American dream, and say uh, these are the policies that will help. These are the habits that will help. Uh, a broken family it stands upstream from a lot of pathologies. Uh, the, you know the uh, uh, welfare uh, dependence uh, is, is, is going to, to enmesh you in, in a hole. Uh, now. Let me make one point clear. Dependency, Dennis, is part of the human condition, as you've all lived in, and national affairs has made very clear. But what that means is I depend on my wife. She depends on me. Our children depend on us. Uh, we depend on people we know, our family. The community depends on us, volunteering. The church depends on me giving money to it. But not dependency on a faceless bureaucrat sitting in a remote capital who's going to decide how to apportion my participation in the labor market or society or yeah, the university. Yeah, I, I wish they clone you, and 10,000 of you would say this on uh, Telemundo and elsewhere in Spanish. That's all I could say. That That's my dream. Well, I'm, that... I'm, I'm speaking to your radio audience. Uh, I, don't need, I don't need to tell you these things. But I'm, we need to be aggressive. Uh, that's right. We do. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.